Chapter 6, A Commemorative Wine Catra drove carefully as they passed through the deer crossing zone, tapping her thumb almost frantically against the steering wheel. She threw Starla a reassuring smile, but she's kind of dying on the inside. Catra could not be more nervous about this dinner if she tried. Babe, you look a little strung out. What's wrong? Starla asked, placing a hand on Catra's knee. Catra covered the hand with her own, squeezing it, taking comfort in Starla's warmth. I'm fine. Just want tonight to go well is all. She worried that Glimmer would say something rude to Starla and cause a scene. She worried that she might say something to Glimmer and cause a scene. Catra and Glimmer always caused fireworks, the question was whether it was going to be the good or bad kind. I'm sure it'll be fine, you've been friends with Bao and Glimmer forever, right? She asked, a look of curiosity overtaking her face. Admittedly, Catra hadn't spoken much about Glimmer and Bao to Starla, especially given how close their relationship was, or used to be, she supposed. Yeah, of course, it's just the first time we hang with them in a small group, I want you to be comfortable. She didn't want the messy edges of her last relationship blowing in and scaring Starla away. Starla flashed her most charming smile. I know how to work a dinner party just fine, babe. You just watch me. Katra rolled her eyes, squeezing Starla's hand again. They pulled up to the beautiful sprawling residence bow and Glimmer moved into a few years back. Starla let out a low whistle as she took in the view. Damn, this is some house they have. Her eyes prowled over the wraparound porch and side entrances. Yeah, Glimmer is kind of a rich girl. Her parents have always been well off. She works with her mom in the family company, and now they have all this. Katra gestured out to the house. She's one of those folks that says she's comfortable or whatever. Starla chortled at that before making her way out of the car. Katra took the lead, taking Starla to the main entrance. She knocked on the door, holding the bottle of wine she brought tightly in anticipation. Bao must have been waiting behind the door because it immediately sprung open. Katra. Thank you so much for coming over for dinner. We are so happy to hang out. We've been looking forward to seeing Starla again. It all sounded like one big overhyped sentence, Bao's voice increasing in pitch until he finally took a deep breath. Bao was bringing extra pep today it seemed. Starla, Cat. Pleasure as always. Glimmer was a few feet back almost peeking out of the hallway, way more reserved than her husband. It's great to see you both again. I'm looking forward to dinner. Starla said politely, the picture of a perfect guest. Katra didn't let go of her hand. Let's head over to the dining room. I made some roasted potatoes and pork loin with roasted peppers. Bao probably made enough to feed an army if Katra had to guess from the nervous twitch of his leg. We brought wine. Katra handed the bottle off to Glimmer, who thought as she read the label, a slow smile crossing her face. You brought me my favorite Malbec. She asked, locking eyes with Katra for the first time that night. I sure did. She affirmed, glad she made the right choice. Glimmer and Katra were wine buddies through and through. 
It seemed like the best way to signal a truce early in the meal. You are all right, cat. She hummed her approval as she considered the wine for a moment longer holding it out to get a better look at it. I'll go get the glasses, you all settle in and make yourselves at home. They all sat down, all the plates were arranged on one side of the huge dining room table that could easily seat ten. Catra knew for a fact that they actually hated the ornate table, but it was an heirloom passed down from Angela's side of the family. She rubbed her fingers against the underside of the wood, finding the movement soothing as she relaxed into her chair. So what's going on with you, Starla? Bao asked attentively as he piled food onto his plate, passing the roasted potatoes down. Nothing much, I actually got some recording space booked for later this summer. My band is trying to put out a short EP, we'll see what comes of it. She waved it off as if it were nothing. Bao leaned in closer and even Glimmer edged forward, eyes sparkling with interest. Out of their friend group, Katra was the most artistically minded, and her job was nothing like Starla's. That's so cool. I knew that you were a musician but that's just something else. Bao's enthused voice carries over the large space. As the night went on it, Bao became more visibly charmed by Starla, leaning in close and asking the right questions. Glimmer remained mostly aloof but generally polite, concentrating more on her meal than any of the conversation flowing at the table. Glimmer drank at least two glasses of wine as she ate, which seemed to loosen her lips. Do you remember the first night we drank this wine, Cat? Glimmer needled, leaning forward as she ran a finger over the label, eyes a bit glassy. She narrowed her eyes in warning, ye glim. We've been drinking this for ages. Katra gritted through her teeth. She remembered clearly, it had been a new find they tried at a dinner glimmer, and Bao hosted to celebrate her engagement with Adora. Wasn't that a great night? Glimmer goaded, a smirk on her lips and fire in her eyes. Glimmer felt like burning something down, but Katra wasn't going to let it be their nice night out. Her utensils clattered as she put them down sharply, all while looking at Glimmer with a glare. Starla and Bao might not have picked up on what Glimmer was implying but Katra sure did. You know, I think I left one of Finn's toys last time, I dropped them off. Glimmer, can you help me look for it? The look she sent Glimmer made it clear that she wasn't really asking. Sure, Cat. She said agreeably. Bao threw himself forcefully back into the conversation with Starla, cautiously eyeing them as they walked out of the dining room. He was smart enough not to intervene. Katra let Glimmer walk out first and followed her through the kitchen to the back porch. What the fuck was that Glimmer? She complained, turning on her heels to lash out at Glimmer. You just act like nothing's happening, and it pisses me off Katra. As if you haven't ignored me and Bao for months. As if we aren't all walking on eggshells around you and Adora. She listened, waving her arms in the air. I'm trying to live my life glimmer. I'm not going to apologize for that. She huffed, glaring openly now that their significant others weren't there to witness. It? You have to stop acting like I'm somehow throwing a temper tantrum because I decided to end my marriage. You can't say you support me, then say shit like that glimmer. She visibly deflated, running a hand over her face. I've been doing my best Catra, 
we invited you and her over and we're making nice. I don't know what more you want from me. Glimmer crossed her arms and pressed her lips together. I just want my friend back. It doesn't feel that way, Glim. Stop being so fucking fake and passive-aggressive about it. She snapped. I know you, Glimmer. I know what your friendship looks like and that in there all night. That's not it. Glimmer's eyes soften. I'm sorry. Really? I'm not trying to be a bitch. It just feels like since you decided to break up, I have to pick sides, and I don't want to. She crossed her arms over her chest, looking smaller than her normal tiny frame. You don't have to give up either of us glimmer. What Adora and I are doing now isn't great but it's working. She insisted. Glimmer rolled her eyes. You say it's working but I think it's only working for you. And I get it, you need to look out for yourself and Adora isn't your concern anymore, those words stung like hell, but cat sometimes I, I fly off the handle. And I'm sorry for that. I'll accept your apology if you stop being a bitch. Katra said bluntly, eyeing her friend. Glimmer snorted at that, a short hard laugh that caught her by surprise. Okay, I deserve that. I just, level with me for a second Katra. Glimmer's face turned serious as she searched Katra's gaze. Things with Adora. They're done for good for you. Katra swallowed the knot in her throat. She could never be done with Adora. She was her other half, her best friend, for so long that there were pieces of Adora all along Katra's mind and her heart. I think our relationship is as done as it can ever be. I can't even imagine what piecing it together would look like at this point, and I'm tired of trying." She admitted in a whisper. Everything was an angry snarled mess and even though it hurt, it would probably hurt worse to dive back into it. Glimmer nodded to herself and put a hand on Katra's arm. Okay then, I am 100% in your corner, and I promise I'm going to be a pain in your ass like I've always been, but not about your marriage. She gave Katra a soft conspiratorial smile, the type they only shared between them. Deal. She agreed readily. Glimmer's smile dropped for a moment and she put a hand up as if to pause their conversation. I'm going to say one thing though and you might not like it, but I can't stop being fake and passive-aggressive until I say it. She looked over to Katra, who nodded, confused as to what Glimmer might say. Things with Adora might be over, but your happy ending isn't with Starla either, Kat. Obviously, she's welcome anytime and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I had to get that off my chest. She eyed her friend for a moment. Okay, that's fine. I can accept that you feel that way. Katra was dying to ask why Glimmer thought that, but she held her tongue. Knowing would just give her doubts more fodder. Glimmer visibly relaxed at that. And for the record, I support you doing what makes you happy, regardless of what that looks like. What I don't support is you being so distant from us." Glimmer complained in a way that was familiar and comforting. To be honest, it kind of feels like Bao and I are kids in the divorce half the time. Katra snorted at the characterization. I don't remember signing either of your adoption papers. And I would remember, it was a lot of papers for Finn. 
She cracked, happy to joke with her friend again. Bao and I are thinking of having a baby. She blurted out and Katra let out a small squeal that she would deny until the day she died. Glimmer that's fantastic. You're going to be a wonderful mom. Katra's cheeks hurt from how hard she was smiling. She couldn't be happier for her friends. I'm so worried that I am going to ruin it all somehow. Glimmer voiced aloud, a nervous look in her eye. The sentiment tugged at her heartstrings. Adora felt the same way when they had Finn. You're not. You and Bauer solid, and you're the best aunt and uncle to Finn. She assured her, smiling brightly. Honestly, I'm surprised that you haven't done it sooner. Glimmer pressed her lips together, looking in the direction of the dining room. We had a lot to work through. Bao had a lot of complicated feelings about it because we can't conceive naturally. It made him feel less than. She sighed sadly, eyes still on the porch door. Oh Bao. I had no idea. Katra whispered. He will be every inch an amazing father no matter what. I know that. It just took longer for him to come around to it. Glimmer smiled. But he feels confident now and we're ready. Well, I'm glad that could work through that. A guilty feeling tugged at Katra's gut. She hadn't realized her friends were going through such a tough time. We're looking for donors right now. Glimmer whispered, both excitement and fear shining in her eyes. This might actually be my last bottle of wine in a while. Katra snorted, pulling Glimmer into a hug. Somehow, I think you will be able to squeeze in another before you get yourself knocked up. Katra teased. Glimmer shoved Katra away laughing lightly. Thanks for telling me, Jimmer. I really am so happy for you. Of course, Kat. You are one of my best friends. She paused for a beat. And you won't be getting out of babysitting duty. Glimmer threatened. Wouldn't miss it for the world. She promised. Katra picked up one of the dozens of Finn's toys that littered the patio, ready to rejoin dinner, content to have mended at least one bridge tonight. Then, the house was an absolute mess. It seemed like every piece of furniture had been bubble-wrapped and anything remotely sharp was not only outside of Finn's reach but also Katra's. There were little shoes and socks all over the living room, and if she didn't get a moment of quiet, she would lose her mind. She beelined for the living room when she heard the doorbell. Behind it were her saviors, Glimmer and Bao. Thank the stars you guys are here. She practically pounced on Bao giving him a hug. She'd never been so happy to see other adults. You doing all right there, cat? Bao asked, a nervous edge to his voice. She knew she probably looked a mess but that didn't matter. Bao and Glimmer were her family, they could cope with her being a bedraggled mess. If I murder Adora and go to jail you both are in charge of Finn, okay. Katra clarified, there was no one she trusted more with her kid. She just adopted the Rugrat, she didn't want them placed back into the foster system if she snapped. She was mostly joking. Mostly. Glimmer rolled her eyes. 
It can't be that bad Catra bow soothed, approaching Catra slowly as if she were a wild animal. She kind of felt it sometimes in the last few months, if she were honest with herself. Catra was sleepy. Cranky. Tired. She was sure there were more words for it, but sleep deprivation had reduced her vocabulary substantially. Bow I am about to tear my damn hair out if this woman quotes one more parenting book at me. I read the books with her. We went to the trauma classes, the adoption classes, and therapy. We need to actually parent Finn, not debate it like this is a science problem. She seethed. She loved Adora to pieces but sometimes she was just paralyzed by indecision. Look, I have no idea what being a parent is like. But I know you and Adore. You just need some space to reconnect. You've been around the clock worrying about Finn since the moment they got here three months ago. Bao gave Katra a wide smile and patted her shoulder. And that's why we're here. Now give us the baby. He demanded as he made grabby hands. Glimmer elbowed her husband. I promise we aren't trying to kidnap Finn, we're just really excited about having them over. She explained with an apologetic smile. Dor Glimmer and Bao are here. Katra raised her voice slightly so Adora could hear her from the other room. She padded into the room holding a sleepy Finn, both their blonde hairs sticking up in different directions. Katra knew she was just complaining about her wife, but seeing her and Finn together never failed to make her heart clench. Adora held the two-year-old tightly to her chest as she issued instructions, determination blazing in her eyes. Okay so, you need to make sure that there isn't anything dangerous that they could reach, Adora's voice pitched up as she continued to explain, and you know they haven't been eating too many different food types so we are trying to just put a new food on the plate with safe foods and letting them try at their own pace. Don't pressure them. She warned. Dor, we've been coming over like twice a week since Finn came home, we know enough to take them for three hours. They will be back for bedtime, promise. Glimmer was using her confident business voice, probably trying to key into Adora's corporate brain. We have your number, but we will only call if there is an emergency. I'll send a text update with a photo every hour on the hour. We got this, Bao added. He put his hands out for Finn again. Finn eyed him distrustfully at first, burrowing into Adora's shoulder. Finny honey, Bao wants to take you to get ice cream, and see his fish tank, Katra told her kid. They hadn't called her mom yet, but it didn't bother her, she was just happy to see them adjusting well to their new environment. Finn visibly perked at the idea, and looked at Bao's smiling face again. They reached out and Bao carefully settled them on his hip. Glimmer grabbed the go-bag and they were set. Bye Finny. Be good. Adora called out. Finn waved cheerfully and nuzzled into Bao's arms as they walked out the door. Adora scoffed as she closed it. What a little traitor. I can't believe they traded us in for some fishies and ice cream. Adora pouted. Katra snorted at her wife as she rolled her eyes. I definitely can believe that. They are little con artists. Katra teased fondly. Adora turned to face Katra, her gaze intense. She felt Adora's arm come around her tightly, almost squeezing the air out of her lungs.
Katra held her back just as tight. It felt like coming home, even though they'd been in their house all day. Hey. I'm so sorry Kat. I know I've been driving you up the wall about Finn. Adora mumbled into Katra's dirty sweatshirt. I just, I don't want to be like her, you know. I never want to hurt Finn. Her voice cracked and Katra's heart dropped into her stomach. She hadn't realized Adora was even thinking about that. She gripped Adora tighter still as she sniffled. Oh Dora, is that what's going on? You would never treat Finn like Weaver treated you. She soothed rubbing circles on her back like she did to Finn. It doesn't mean we're going to do everything perfectly though. Katra cautioned. Adora let out a shuddering breath. I know, it's just hard. I can't help but feel like I'll ruin it all by accidentally hurting them like she hurt me. She whimpered. Katra held her even closer if that was at all possible. Adora, what Weaver did to you was on purpose. She made you feel like you had to meet impossible standards all the time. Let me ask you this. Katra switched gears. Is there anything Finn could do that would make you withhold your love? No. Absolutely not. The answer was swift and fierce. She smiled into Adora's shoulder. That's what makes you different, babe. I know you love Finn to pieces, and you'd protect them with everything you have. Katra believed that to her bones. Adora's sniffles quieted. I already missed them. Can you believe that? Adora laughed to herself tearfully. We've been desperate for a break and now that we have it, all I can think about is how I can't wait for Glimmer to send a picture of that tiny face. Me too, Katra admitted. The house felt empty without Finn in it. They were her family, plain and simple. Hey, we're alone for the first time since Finn came home, Katra noted. Adora tilted her head in interest. What do you want to do about it? She asked softly, pulling back so she could look Katra in the eyes. Katra leaned forward giving her wife a lingering kiss. She then dropped her head onto Adora's shoulder, pressing herself close so that there was no space between them again. Want to order takeout and pass out on the couch right after. Katra proposed, body too spent to do anything remotely sexy. Adora positively beamed. Oh God, I thought you'd never ask. Katra got the takeout menus and set out to snuggle her wife until their order came in. Now. Did you enjoy yourself? Katra asked as she drove back to her apartment, way more relaxed than earlier in the evening. They'd stayed late so that Katra could be sure she was sober enough to drive and laughed all the way through the rest of dinner and dessert. Yeah, I really like Bao and Glimmer. I can't believe that Glimmer really sang all through college and I'm just finding out. Goes to show how hard it is to get to know people in a group setting. Starla chatted. After Katra and Glimmer. Cleared the air, the night went fantastic, better than she could have hoped. I'm so glad we're going to do karaoke with her. I love karaoke but people never want to go with me. Starla complained with a cute pout. That's because you have the voice of an angel and music is what you do for a living. Katra pointed out. You intimidate them all with your rock star skills. 
Well, you're going to have to sing when we go with Glimmer and Bow. Starla grinned as Katra groaned. Why did it take so long for us to have a one-on-one -on -one hang with them anyway? Katra glued her eyes back to the road. Starla always had a knack for asking questions Katra didn't want to answer. I'm not sure, really. Glimmer and Bow are always busy with work, and I usually bring Finn when I come to see them. Katra didn't want to ruin the night by bringing up Adora. Starla grew silent at the mention of Finn. Oh. Well, I hope that we can make time to see them again. Maybe with Finn. Starla added cautiously. She couldn't help the twitch of annoyance she felt at Starla bringing this up again, but she brushed it under the rug. Yeah. That would be nice. Katra allowed. She parked the car and turned to Starla. She gave her a quick kiss on her lips before trailing a few on her cheeks and temple. I'll see you later next week, right? Katra confirmed. Starla nodded, fiddling with her keys. Yeah. Thanks for taking me out tonight. Starla gave her another kiss, this one slower, leaving Katra a bit breathless. Of course, Star. Anytime. Katra smiled brightly, waiting till Starla pulled out of the parking lot to walk up the stairs. Up in her apartment, Katra thought about what Glimmer said. It was the first time someone told her that they thought Starla wasn't a good match. Katra shrugged it off. She could figure it out on her own. Chapter 7 A Hurried Exit She loved holding Finn's hand when they walked places together, it was one of the few things they hadn't grown out of yet. They bound up the steps of Glimmer's house, where she was waiting, arms crossed over her chest. She had a smile for Finn, but a concerned look reserved for Adora. Adora leaned down so that Finn was at eye level with her. I'll come to get you tomorrow, bud, okay? She gave Finn a quick hug. They nodded and bounded into the house without looking back, already searching for Bao. You're being an idiot right now. Honestly. Glimmer didn't give her anger, which was a real change of pace. No, instead, Adora got disappointed. From Glimmer. It's not too late to stay in with us and hang out. Adora shook her head. I know you don't get it, but I need to let off some steam. Thank you for looking after Finn. The gym was not cutting it this week. She knew her friends had opinions about the times she went out to find a warm body for the night, but her friends hadn't been on the cusp of divorce so they could shove it. I'll always be here for you and Finn. I'm all for you going out, I just don't think you're doing this for the right reasons, Dor. Glimmer stated plaintively, twisting one of her bracelets around on her wrist as she bit her lip worriedly. She'd only gone out looking for someone to sleep with a few times, the first time being the weekend she found out about Starla. She just felt so angry and betrayed. Some part of her wanted to feel like she wasn't being left behind by Katra, and the vengeful part of her brain thought sleeping with someone would make it better. She regretted it as soon as Katra caught on, which of course she did, just my luck, and assumed she brought some woman home with Finn there. I'm tired of feeling like I can't do anything right. I just want to go out and forget for a while." Adora explained rubbing the back of her neck. She wanted to feel desired, liked.
She wanted to feel like she was enough or honestly, she would settle for just not being too much. Sleeping with these women seemed to be one of her only sources of validation these days, which spoke volumes as to the sad state of Adora's life. Good night, Dor. I hope you know what you're doing. Glimmer waited for Adora to leave before quietly closing the front door. Adora drove back home, making plans for how her night was going to end. She picked out a shirt she knew brought out her arms and eyes before heading to one of the more popular gay bars in Bright Moon. She'd been plenty successful there before, so it seemed as good a place as any to go tonight. She walked in, surveying the room. The bar was a little more trendy than Adora liked with its loud music and showy decor. When it came to a night on the town, she preferred a dive bar in Thamer over the glitz and glam of Midtown Bright Moon. The lights were dim, the dance floor was packed, and the beer special was an IPA. She walked to the bar, settling on getting a drink before deciding if she wanted to try her hand at dancing. As she tried to flag down the bartender, she felt someone touch her shoulder. Hey, you come here often. Another blonde saddled up to Adora almost as soon as she got to the bar. She fluttered her eyelashes and leaned closer than a stranger should. The line was old and tired but Adora wasn't looking to be wooed, and she was sure the woman staring at her from neck to waist wasn't into wooing anyways. Not really, what's good here? Adora asked, trying to make conversation. The blonde's eyes brightened as she offered to buy Adora a drink. Twenty minutes later Adora is in the middle of letting the blonde grip her arm as she subtly flexes, okay, yeah, she gets where Glimmer and Bauer coming from when they say she is a fuckboy, when she hears a familiar squeaky laugh. She turned to see Catra across the room in a booth with Starla, head thrown back, presumably laughing at something Starla said. Adora's whole world stood still. Wow, she's so beautiful when she's happy. Catra had an open grin that lit up her whole face, she was wearing a pair of ripped leggings that Adora knew well. Adora took another sip of her drink trying to gain composure and failing miserably. She tried to think back to the last time she heard Catra laugh like that and came up blank. Has it really been that long? She knew things were bad between them, she accepted that, but had she really made Catra so miserable? The pieces fell into place for Adora as she stared at Catra holding Starla's hand, happy as could be. Until that moment, she didn't fully understand what everyone told her about her marriage, but now it was staring her in the face. She just wished it hadn't taken seeing Catra looking so vibrant with someone else for the realization to drop on her like lead. She couldn't sit there with Catra so close. The last thing she needed was for Catra to spot her, she needed to get away. Adora made her voice low and desperate, looking back at the blonde she was entertaining. Do you want to get out of here? Adora all but begged. The woman she was talking with smirked, thinking Adora was desperate for her but really, she was desperate to be out of Catra's line of sight. She nodded her head enthusiastically, grabbing Adora's hand. Adora all but dragged the woman out of the bar. She felt bad because she knew she wouldn't focus on her tonight. Not now that she saw a glimpse of the woman she lost what felt like forever ago. Then. Adora thought she was going to be permanently blinded by the flash. She tried her best not to be stiff, 
but it was hard with the camera going off non-stop. Let me snap one more picture. Katra's mom was obsessed, she made Katra and Adora do a million different poses in their prom getup. It felt especially weird since they were only friends, there was no need for all the rigmarole. Mama no we're already going to be late. Katra continued as she switched languages, now firing off in rapid Spanish. Adora didn't speak a word of Spanish, but she saw Katra's mom pull a sly face as she said something that made Katra's dad cackle and Katra blush beat red. What did your mom just say to you? Adora wondered aloud. Katra's dad laughed harder at that. Katra turned to Adora looking panicked. Nothing. She didn't say anything. Let's just go to this dumb place. They left in Adora's pickup truck, an old thing that really had no business being on the road. Adora's palms were sweaty on the steering wheel as she tried to not steal glances at Katra. Adora already knew she was gay, but she did not know how gay until she saw Katra in a suit. She felt her mouth dry, and her heart tried to beat its way out of her chest and straight into Katra's hands. Having unrequited feelings for your best friend is truly the worst. They finally arrived and once inside, she had to admit it was all kind of drab. The high school gym looked the same even with the decorations, and you could pick out the gym sock smell wafting in from the football team's locker room. Boys are gross. She glanced over at Katra and knew she was thinking the same thing. They talked to some of their friends, lots of them commenting on how cute they looked together, which made Adora blush and also worry that they had the wrong impression. If Katra got the wrong impression, or right impression really, that Adora liked her and rejected Adora tonight, she'd just die. It was the only reasonable solution. Do you want to dance? Katra asked as she picked lint off the cuff of her dress shirt, completely casual. Adora choked on her drink, looking down at Katra with wide eyes. Ah, uh, you want to to dance with me? She sputtered. Adora felt like her eyes were going to bulge out of her head. Katra rolled her eyes, looking out at the dance floor. I mean yeah, why not? Katra said accompanied by a blasé shrug. You're my date for this thing, who else would I dance with? Katra asked rhetorically as she held her hand out to Adora. Adora thought about swaying in Katra's arms, feeling her warmth, and looking into her eyes on the sticky gym floor. This is a terrible idea. Sure. It'll be fun. Adora said cheerfully as she grabbed Katra's hand and marched onto the dance floor just as a new song came on. Whoa there. Slow down dummy, where's the fire? Katra pulled Adora in and put one hand on her waist and held her other hand. Adora's skin felt like it was on fire, and she was sure her heart was going to give out on her. She worried that Katra would find her sweaty palms gross and unappealing. But Katra didn't tease her, just gently led her through the steps, smiling at her while they danced. Why had they never danced together before? Probably because there's no platonic reason to hold your best friend this way outside of prom. She felt like she was floating above all of her classmates in a place where it was only her and Katra. The song ended and Katra dropped her arms, signaling the end of the dance. She'd give anything to stay wrapped up in them. It gave her an idea. 
Adora leaned forward. Wanna drive out to the lake now? She offered as they walked back to the punch bowl. I think we saw everything there is to see here. Katra's eyes lit up. One of their favorite summer activities was to go out to one of the larger lakes in town. Recently, Adora owning a car, they occasionally snuck out at night to go swimming and hang out there at night. It's been too cold to go recently but tonight shouldn't be that bad. Yes, yes. Let's go. Now Katra was the one dragging Adora out the gym door. Within half an hour they were sitting in the bed of Adora's truck under some blankets Adora kept in her car for occasions such as this. Katra had taken off her suit jacket to keep it from getting wrinkled. Instead, Adora was greeted by the sight of Katra with her dress shirt rolled up to her forearms with the top few buttons undone. Adora knew she'd hold onto that image for a while. I'm so glad I got to go to prom with you, dummy, Katra said fondly. She was laying her head on Adora as they cuddled up for warmth. Adora's breath hitched as she tightened her arms around her best friend. Yeah. You're happy you went with me. She said it in a mostly teasing voice, but her thoughts were anything but. Do you like me too? Do you want to be with me? Adora might die of happiness. Katra hummed. Yeah. I mean think how dumb it would be to go with some girl you're dating, and you break up by the end of freshman year of college. What do you do with all the dumb pictures our parents took? Katra chuckled into Adora's shoulder. It's better that it's us because we're always going to have each other. Katra finished, leaning closer to Adora. Adora felt her stomach drop. Oh, this is the our prom pictures will never get old level of the friend zone. Wow, achievement unlocked. But then Adora felt warm all over again. She stared at Katra affectionately. Yeah, Kat. We're always going to have each other, no matter what. I can promise you that." Adora kept her voice soft, afraid to break the magic of the moment by speaking too loudly. Katra was such a big part of her life, her closest friend and confidant, not to mention the most beautiful girl in the world, Adora was sure of it. Katra nestled even closer, and they looked up at the sky for a while, settling into a comfortable silence. She mentally thanked Mara for helping her get this old beat-up truck as she pulled Katra closer. It didn't matter if she never got to know what kissing Katra felt like. She had her friendship, and that was more special than all the kisses in the world. They spent the rest of the night till curfew talking about what they were going to do at Bright Moon University together. How they were going to be. Roommates go to parties, ace their classes, and take on the world together. Adora couldn't wait. Even though she was still in high school, she knew hearing Katra's laugh while whispering on the bed of her pickup truck and looking at the stars was going to be something she'd always remembered. Best prom night ever. Now. Adora came home shortly after leaving the bar feeling dirty and guilty. She didn't feel guilty about the blonde, it was how stupid she'd been. She could feel Katra's laugh echoing in her head. As she climbed the stairs to her bedroom, she dialed her phone to the only person she could stand to bother this late at night. Adora? Why are you calling me at stars almost midnight? Are you okay? Finn okay? 
Mara's voice goes from sleepy to frantic as she keeps shouting out questions. Everything's fine, March. Adora tried to get the words out without crying but a sob broke through anyway. She'd been holding it in by a thread since she left the bar. Adora. You're crying. What's going on? Mara's voice became more alarmed when she heard Adora's choked-out words. I swear it's not an emergency, it's about Katra. She heard silence on the line and shuffling. Oh. Oh, okay well I'm here for you if you want to tell me what happened. She coaxed gently, another question hidden in her words. I went to a club to sleep with someone. Adora started bluntly as she fidgeted with the edge of her sheets. And I was chatting up this girl when, I saw her march. Katra was there with her girlfriend. Mara cursed under her breath. Oh shit, Dor. What did she do when she saw you? Mara asked breathlessly. She didn't. I hightailed out of there with the girl before she could see me. Adora admitted to her cowardice. She ran her fingers through her hair tugging at the ends a bit. Did you sleep with her? The girl I mean. Mara's voice held no judgment. Adora pressed her lips together. No, I couldn't do it. All I could think about was Katra. They ended up making out at the woman's apartment but then Adora pumped the brakes, apologizing profusely as she did so. So, is it that you saw Katra and her girl together for the first time in person that made you feel this way? Mara probed, taking another shot in the dark. Adora shook her head even though her sister couldn't see. No. Mara you should have seen her. She looked so happy, you know. Happier than I remember seeing her in a long time. She was laughing and smiling so wide. Adora felt like her heart was cleaved in two. Her fingers shook, and she wasn't sure if Mara could understand her words around her sniffles and sobs. You know that I can't remember the last time I made her laugh. Katra's laugh used to be like the soundtrack of my life. Oh, Adora. I'm sorry. Mara sounded helpless on the other line. Adora couldn't blame her, she felt helpless sitting on her bed with a mountain of pain feeling like it was crushing her chest. I get it now. I really do. I've been stupid and I prioritized the wrong things. I'm an asshole because I didn't pay any attention to the woman I was supposed to be sharing my life with. Adora stated them like facts because that's what they were. I didn't support Katra and I took her for granted. She'd really fucked up bad. Okay, Adora you don't need to self-flagellate like this. Mara huffed out a bit of a defensive tone, as if she could protect Adora from herself. It's the truth, March. Adora thought about the awful last year of her life. I've been looking at this all wrong. This whole separation with Katra I mean. What do you mean, Dor? You aren't making any sense. Mara sounded confused and frustrated on the line. I've been thinking a lot about my marriage with Katra, and I, I have to accept the fact that it's gone. Adora's chest tightened, and she felt new tears burning her eyes. But Mara, I can't not have Kat in my life. This isn't enough. What we're doing now I mean.
What options do you really have, Adora? Mara sounded bewildered, still trying to understand Adora's train of thought. It's like you said before Mar, last time we talked. Katra and I, we have a past that's bigger than our marriage. I've always had Katra in my life, that's what's most important. Adora took in a shuddering breath. I want to be friends again. Mara let out a startled laugh, jolting Adora. Dora I think that's admirable, but do you really think you can be just friends after everything? With Katra. Your wife. Mara asked skeptically. Also, you. Really just took one look at her laughing, and suddenly you want to actually deal with your issues instead of avoiding them. I think because of everything March. Katra isn't just my wife. She never has been. She's always my best friend, I lost sight of that. She sighed. Even though this night turned out to be an emotional roller coaster, she'd never been surer of anything in her life. Besides, Katra clearly loves Starla. The words burned coming out of her mouth. I can be fine with that. Or I guess, I can learn to be fine with it. I can support her, and things can be platonic between us. Adora rubbed one of her temples with her free hand. I think I was coming around to realizing how bad I screwed up, or at least I hope I was. This just put it into clear focus in a way nothing else had. She'd gotten speeches from Glimmer and Mara, called out by Scorpia at the gym, and who knew how many other slaps in the face that should have woken her up. They just hadn't. But seeing Katra look like the woman Adora loved, look like Adora remembered in her fondest memories, it left no room for delusion about the disrepair in her marriage. Or the cause of it. What about your feelings, Adora? Do you think you can have platonic feelings for Katra again? Adora laughed at Mara's question. It sounded like another sob. I'm not sure that I've ever had platonic feelings for Katra. Maybe I did when we were kids, but it's always been her march. I don't think I'll ever stop loving Katra. I don't know how. Adora admitted in a whisper. But I do know how to be Katra's friend. It wouldn't be the first time I'm friends with Katra while in love with her. There was a time when Katra's friendship was one of the most important things in my life, that's what matters March. I can do that again. Adora, I'm not sure that's really healthy. You can't just pretend and go back to what you were doing in college." Mara cautioned. Adora paced across her room, hand clenched in a fist. And what I'm doing now is healthy. Mara, I'm miserable. This isn't some attempt to get her back or obsess over her. I'm ready to let go of what's making us dysfunctional. I fail to see how finding common ground and friendship with Katra again could be anything but a good thing. Adora's energy was flagging, she felt wrung out. Mar, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Okay, kid. Can you please drink water and call me in the morning? I want to make sure you are okay. Her tone dripped with worry in a way only a big sister was capable of. Yes, March. I love you. Thanks for listening to me. Although she was exhausted, she felt more centered than when she first arrived home. I'll always answer Adora. And just so you know, 
the next time, you don't have to be on the edge of an emotional breakdown to let your feelings out. Mara stated pointedly. Adora could feel the glare she was sending her from Thamer. I'll take that under advisement. Adora hedged. She wasn't sure if she ever wanted to discuss this again, although she had to admit to herself that she felt better after talking with Mara. Sleep tight, twerp. Mara's voice was full of affection. Adora snorted as the line fell dead. Adora stripped out of that old dress shirt, now feeling almost ashamed that she tugged it on earlier in the night. She chugged a glass of cold water, washed her face and teeth, and then slumped into her bed. As she lay there, she could still hear Katra's laugh ringing in her ears. I need to make her laugh like that again. At least one more time. That night, Adora dreamt of the stars as seen from the bed of her old pickup truck in her sleepy hometown. She hadn't slept that well in ages. Chapter 8, A Permanent Design Katra ignored the way her bag dug into her side as she power walked to her destination. She bit back a groan. She hated mornings like these when she didn't have time to get coffee. She would hopefully have time to stop by Perfuma's place for a pick-me-up, but she needed to stop by the shop first. Hey Katra. I have someone requesting you specifically, do you have time on your schedule for an intake meeting? Looks like it'll be a pretty big piece. She'd barely put her bag down when Lonnie hollered at her about the new client. She took a deep breath through her nose. I guess that's a good thing, probably means our Instagram account is doing better. It was weird. Usually, clients emailed first, most initial consultations could be handled without meeting face to face. Oh well. If a client was willing to pay for her time, so be it. Yeah, I got it. She walked past the reception desk, DT giving her a bored wave as their eyes never wavered from their phone. Katra rolled her eyes and continued through the back hallway where she knew Lonnie would set up the client. The shop wasn't all that big, only a few small back rooms for meetings, a bathroom, and a larger room where they had their tattoo chairs. Katra loved it though, they covered the place from top to bottom in art, and she had her own space where she could sketch to her heart's content. Hi, I'm Katra you requested to work with me. The client, she presumed, sat across from her in one of their small meeting rooms. He had a broad smile and a large mustache that made her instantly wary of him. Yes. I am Sebastian. I've been searching far and wide for a tattoo artist to create my amazing ship in her full glory, and no one else will do it. He exclaimed, puffing up his chest as he put his fist on the table. He was wearing a cravat of all things. She raised an eyebrow at him. Is that so? She asked amusedly. She could already tell she was going to have a hard time not making fun of this guy. Katra proceeded to quiz him on what he wanted and how he wanted it done. This guy would want a navel tattoo. The client seemed very familiar with her work and knew what he wanted, even though he was kind of annoying, so overall it could have been worse. So, Sebastian, where'd you see my work? How'd you hear of Horde tattoos? Katra asked the routine questions on her intake sheet. Sebastian's eyes lit up immediately as he twirled his mustache. 
Well, on the Hordes Tattoos Instagram account, I saw that magnificent ship you did recently, and I knew that you were destined to mark my body with Daughters Dragon 3. Catra suppressed the urge to roll her eyes at her overzealous client, but I first saw your work on someone at the gym. Catra perked up with interest, leaning forward in her seat. It was always fun when a client saw one of her tattoos in person and decided to come in for one. She started to jot down some more notes as she asked him more questions. Do you remember the tattoo? She'd done a few naval-themed tattoos before. She tried to guess which one would bring a guy like Sebastian to her doorstep. Yes, I could never forget it. It was magnificent. A beautiful sword with a jewel encrusted on the hilt and some strange writing on the blade. It was on the back of a blonde warrior. Although, I only have eyes for my dearest Mermista. Catra tried to keep her face neutral as her heart thudded in her. Chest. I asked the woman where she got such a fine tattoo, and she gushed about your work and insisted I had to come here. Catra felt her eyebrow twitch. Of fucking course, it's Adora's sword tattoo. Of all the things she wanted to think of today, Adora and the tattoos she'd marked her with were not on the list, especially after she ran into her at that bar. And when did you hear about us? She honestly didn't know why she asked. Adora probably talked to this clown ages ago if she was giving Katra a glowing review. Last week. I'm very serious about getting Daughter's Dragon 3 UC, so I had to follow up on such a good lead. He explained folding his arm over his chest. Katra stared at Sebastian Agape. She couldn't believe it. At one time, Adora had been the biggest supporter of her work, but it had been a long time since that was true. Why would she have discussed this with anyone so recently? Least of all a stranger. Are you sure you talked to her last week? Not a few months ago. Catra clarified, shifting over the decorative plant that served as a centerpiece of the table. She felt a spike of jealousy and disbelief course through her at the thought of Adora. She couldn't square away the image of Adora talking fondly of her work when she had the glimpse of her taking some girl home fresh on her mind. She'd only caught a glimpse of Adora at the bar that night, but Catra would know her anywhere. Had that girl touched Adora, placing her fingertips on the very tattoos that Catra left on her body? Maybe she asked about them, would that jar Adora out of whatever moment she was having with her? Did she think? Of she quickly put the thought of Adora's night out, and the way it made her stomach roll out of her mind. Yes, my lady, quite positive. He nodded definitively, tapping his temple. I have a steel trap, I do. Catra schooled her expression, but it was difficult. This unexpected gesture threw her for a loop. Okay then, let's draw up some sketches. Follow me. She shook her head, ignoring the relentless thoughts of Adora that bubbled up, and tried to go on with her day. Then. You know you can't be mad at me if this comes out bad, you're volunteering. Catra side-eyed her fiancé, who was currently sitting in her tattoo chair face down. She apprenticed for a few months and was finally ready to do her first big project. Adora wouldn't hear about her tattooing anyone else. Cat, the whole reason you pushed off starting your apprenticeship was to move with me to Alwyn for my MBA program, 
Adora repeated for what must have been the hundredth time. The least I can do to support you is be your guinea pig. She placed a soft kiss on Catra's hand. Besides, I think if anyone else got to have your first big tattoo, I would die of jealousy. Catra rolled her eyes fondly. Okay dummy, you win. Just don't say I didn't warn you if it sucks. She deflected. Catra hit it, but she was nervous as hell about fucking up Adora's unmarred skin. She was confident in her abilities, but this was her everything. If she fucked up Adora's tattoo, there would be no hiding from it. Especially now that they were getting married. She looked down at the ring Adora had gotten her, a dopey smile flickering over her face. It still hadn't fully. Sunken, Adora had only proposed a few weeks ago after she graduated from her master's and they moved back to Bright Moon. She wasn't particularly sappy but the idea of marrying Adora had her floating on a cloud. Okay, you're sure this is what you want? She leveled her fiancé with a hard stare. Adora propped herself up on the chair, responding with an arched brow and a look that screamed are you serious right now? They'd gone back and forth on the design for months until it was perfect, so Adora's sword piece should be a success. Should be. Let me know if you need a break, okay? Catra kissed Adora's nose and took pleasure in the bashful look that crossed Adora's face. Sure. I'm ready to start whenever you are. Adora tossed Catra a challenging look, her face leaning against the headrest of the tattoo chair. Catra could see her foot already tapping out a rhythm. It was going to be hard to get Adora to sit still for this. Catra placed her hands on Adora's back slowly moving them down, reveling in her shudder. Not exactly the most professional thing she'd done today but whatever. Adora stopped tapping her foot. Okay princess, sit tight. The buzz of the machine kicked in and Catra focused on the lines on Adora's back. Time flew by as Catra concentrated on her craft, taking extra care to monitor Adora's reaction. Can I peek? Adora teased through clenched teeth. She closed her eyes, scrunching them together as she let out a sharp breath through her nose, discomfort evident. Nope. You're just going to have to trust me, Dor. Catra replied sweetly. I always trust you, Cat. She didn't bother opening her eyes. Although Adora's voice was strained with pain it came out sure. Ultimately it took over six hours and Adora would probably need a second session to fill out some of the colors after the swelling went down, but it was finally done. Catra thought it looked pretty good if she said so herself. She turned her machine off, the shop sounding particularly quiet without the constant buzz. It's done. Adora looked up at her, relief seeping into her features. She smiled and leaned down to give her a chaste kiss. Yeah, princess. Adora's responding smile is blinding. Close your eyes for a minute. She pouted for a moment but dutifully closed her eyes, her face slack compared to the pinched expression she bore while Catra worked. She carefully set up a mirror so Adora could see the results. Butterflies flew up to her gut and into her throat, making it hard to speak. All right, you can open your eyes, door. She whispered softly. Adora did as asked and stared into the mirror, her expression unreadable. 
The silence dragged on until Katra couldn't take it anymore. Do you like it? Katra couldn't help but stand on the balls of her feet, anxious for Adora's reaction. Adora continued to stare at the mirror in disbelief, immediately bursting into tears. Oh fuck. She hates it and it's permanent and she's going to take the ring back and. Cat this is absolutely amazing. Adora sniffled still, but she was also beaming back at Katra now. Ha! Huh. She stared at Adora's tear-stained face. You like it. Katra processed aloud, not trusting the words. Adora nodded aggressively like an eager puppy. Oh yes yes. I just got emotional. I mean, you've been working so hard to do this and follow your dream, and I'm so proud I, it all welled up. Adora flashed her the dorkiest smile she'd ever seen. Damn, I am marrying the biggest sap on the planet. The thought warmed her to the tips of her toes. Well, I'm glad you like it, dummy. We still have to go over how to care for it while it heals, don't think you're getting out of that. She teased as she started gently spreading a lotion on Adora's back before covering her up. She flashed Katra a smirk. Somehow, I think that my fiancé will be willing to take care of it for me. Katra was bombarded with mental images of rubbing lotion into a bare Adora's back in a more private location. Well, she certainly isn't wrong. Adora must have read where her mind was going because her smirk grew. You know Kat, Adora's voice got lower as she whispered in Katra's ear, you never forget your first. Adora then made a ridiculous face and Katra groaned aloud, hands in her head. How long have you been holding that in, Gray? Katra asked although she was kind of afraid of the answer. Too long, Adora admitted unabashedly. I've been waiting for this setup for ages. She flashed her cheesiest smile again. I can't wait to marry this idiot. Now. By the time Katra got to her apartment she was exhausted, barely able to keep her eyes open. Sebastian kept changing his mind about what he wanted his ship to look like until she finally told him to think about it and to reach out to schedule another meeting to discuss the design. She'd be pissed if he hadn't put down a huge deposit. After that, she had back-to-back -back sessions, then raced to pick up Finn from school, helped her kid with their homework, fed them, and finally managed to put them to sleep. She felt like collapsing now that she didn't have to mind her regret. I'm so glad the weekend is only a day away. She had a few weekend sessions sometimes, but she never scheduled them when she had Finn. She felt her phone buzz, so she looked at her notifications. Her heart lurched. A text from Adora. She opened it immediately, scrunching her eyes at the brightness of the screen. Hey, when you bring Finn over would you mind sticking around for a bit? I want to talk to you about something. Katra furrowed her brow. She wasn't quite sure what to make of that text. She already felt off-balance from how Adora was apparently providing referrals to her tattoo shop. Katra was honest enough, at least with herself, to know that she was also affected by seeing Adora at the bar the other night. Katra couldn't help how outright shitty she felt, seeing that girl hanging off Adora's every word, preening under her attention. She knew what that felt like, to have Adora's singular focus was an overwhelming thing. 
Her blue eyes would really focus and she got that little tilt of her chin when she was deep in thought. It was hard to think of Adora as anything but hers, even though she knew it was hypocritical to feel jealous. She bit her lip as she thought about how to reply. Sure. Is everything okay? Is it about Finn? It was probably a logistical thing with Finn. That's what it usually was at any rate. She tried not to think about how depressing that was, even if they never got back together. She'd deal with whatever issue it was and pretend she hadn't seen Adora at the bar and everything would be normal. Or whatever normal was now. Everything's fine. It isn't about Finn, just easier to talk about in person. Don't worry about it, I just wanted to make sure you had time to talk on Sunday. Catra snorted derisively at that last text. Easy to say, don't worry about it, it's a whole other thing to do. Catra laid down and added Adora's vague text messages to the mountain of stress that was her week. Almost against her will, her eyelids drooped and her limbs grew heavy. Some noise woke her up. She hadn't even realized that she fell asleep. She lifted her head and looked around her room bleary-eyed, trying to figure out what woke her up at whatever forsaken hour it was. As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, she could make out a little head peeking in by her door frame. Mama, I had a nightmare. Can I stay with you tonight? She heard the soft voice of her kid tremble as they made the request. Her heart melted at the sight of Finn looking unsure. Finn's blonde hair was sticking up everywhere and the baby fat on their face was starting to disappear, gangly limbs replacing their once smaller frame. They were no longer the two-year-old child that she didn't know but couldn't wait to learn about. Of course, baby. What did you have a nightmare about? Finn scampered under the covers, laying on their belly next to Katra and nuzzling the pillow. She started to rub between their shoulders soothingly in the way she knew helped. After a bad nightmare. Finn always favored Katra after a nightmare, taking to her side of the bed while Adora watched them with fond eyes. I don't know, I can't really remember. Finn's eyes darted away as they delivered the line. Well, that was a lie. Katra hummed as if she believed them and continued to rub their back. They'd talk when they were ready, it usually took a minute. Finn's breathing evened out to the point where she thought they'd fallen back to sleep when she heard them shift more intentionally. Their blue eyes opened and they averted their gaze as they asked their question. Are you ever going to come back home, Mama? Shit, that's what this is about. Katra shouldn't be surprised. They'd taken the separation hard. The conversation where she told Finn that she was moving out temporarily while Adora sat stock still next to her was by far the worst moment of her life. Finn burst into tears and thought they were being left behind by Adora and Katra. It had taken hours to calm them down enough to accept the assurances that they would still have both their moms. Finn was still looking up at her, blue eyes looking like they glowed in the dark. Stars, she didn't know how to answer that question. Right now, she felt the answer was clearly no, she didn't think she would ever move back with Adora and Finn, but she couldn't say that without talking to Adora about it. Does this have something to do with your dream bud, she prompted, hoping to get a better idea of where her kid's head was at. 
I overheard Auntie Glimmer telling Mom she should get a girlfriend, Finn admitted. They tugged on their hair a little in frustration. But why would she get a girlfriend when she has you? It's not right, Mama. Finn was all righteous indignation on her behalf. They cuddled in closer as if comforting her from the idea of Adora finding someone else. The next time I see Sparkles, I am going to fucking murder her. I don't care that we just made up. Glimmer wouldn't know discretion if someone beat her over the head with it. Another thought crossed her mind, what if that blonde at the bar is Adora's girlfriend? She felt so much right then, anger at Glimmer for being the idiot she knew, misplaced betrayal at the idea of Adora getting a serious partner, but most of all, guilty that she had Starla and was actively hiding her from Finn. All of the emotions coiled together uncomfortably in her gut. She took a deep breath to steady herself. What does that have to do with what you dreamed, baby? Finn looked so small rubbing their face into the pillow for comfort. Mom married someone else and then she wouldn't let me see you. Katra grabbed Finn and hugged them tight to her chest. Once Finn latched onto Adora and Katra, they always worried about being abandoned. It broke Katra's heart to know that she was the cause of that fear right now. Oh baby, no. That's not going to happen. She reassured me quietly. Even if mom did get married to another person, she felt her stomach clench at the thought we will work on that later Katra, you'd still be my kid. Always. No matter what Finn, you're stuck with me forever. Promise. They asked quietly, eyes still intent on their mother. Katra nuzzled them close, placing a soft kiss on their head. Promise Finny. Katra gently tickled Finn's ribs causing them to giggle. They snuggled closer. Katra took a deep breath. Also, if your mom or I decide that we do want to have other partners that's something that we'll deal with when the time comes, but it'll be okay Finn. Finn side-eyed her wearily, a 100% Katra move. Stars, she loves this kid. Finn, no matter what your mom and I will always, always put you first. There's no way that anything happening or not happening between us would keep either of us from you. Your mom and I have known each other our whole lives and we'll always be able to work together when it comes to you, kid. Finn seemed reassured, nodding against Katra's chest. As she watched her child's breathing slow, she willed her words to be true. Chapter 9, A Sincere Movie Adora cleaned the house at least three times as she waited for Katra and Finn. Her gut was nothing but a mountain of butterflies. She paced as she thought about what she was planning, hands twitching to her side as she just looked for something to do. Anything to put her mind off what came next. When Katra dropped off Finn today, Adora was set on making her first overtures into friendship. She already texted Katra and told her she wanted to talk last night, so there was no backing out now. Come on Adora, you can do it, just make some small talk to start. It's just Katra. Surely, she couldn't do anything to make Katra hate more than she probably already did. Right? She checked the trash bag in the kitchen and realized she'd already taken it out. She didn't think the living room had ever been this spotless, even when they first moved in all those years ago. All of Finn's toys and books are safely stored in their respective cubbies and shelves. 
she'd set up the projector in case she was successful in getting what she wanted. Might be wishful thinking, but better to be prepared. She looked down at her own clothes, checking to see if she'd dirted herself up while cleaning the house. Nothing looked worse for wear, her shorts and shirt looked clean but also casual. She continued to putter about uselessly for a few more minutes, ignoring what felt like rocks in her stomach, when she heard Katra's car pull up into the driveway. Katra knocked on the door and Adora opened it, her hand slipping momentarily on the doorknob. The first thing she saw was Finn as they ran up and hugged her. Adora gave them a big kiss on the cheek and pulled them close, she missed them so much the last few days. She always did when they were gone. She looked past Finn at Katra who was effortlessly gorgeous as always. Today she wore leggings and a comfy sweater that swallowed her frame. It wasn't an odd look for Katra in the spring, but it was a bit dressed down compared to what Katra usually wore when she dropped Finn off on the weekends. Hi. The squeaky greeting was too exciting and bright to be normal. Adora winced at the high-pitched sound that had the misfortune of passing from her lips. Wow, have I always been this bad at speaking with people. Katra looked up from her phone, seemingly amused if not a bit cautious. That's good at least. Hello to you too, Katra replied gingerly, pocketing her phone and really looking at Adora for the first time. Adora's hand reached without permission to rub the back of her neck nervously. Katra tracked the movement with suspicion. Adora looked down at Finn who still had her wrapped up in a hug. She stepped out of her half-crouch, turning back to Finn. Finny, why don't you unpack, and we can think about what we want to do this afternoon, huh? Adora suggested as she gently nudged them into the house. They nodded and lugged their bag up the stairs, taking the steps two at a time as they stomped up. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Katra leaned on the doorframe, almost inside the house but not quiet. Adora took a deep breath. Us? Katra's eyes widened, immediately taken aback. Not like, not our marriage but you know, Adora's whole vocabulary, every word she ever learned or thought she knew, evaporated from her brain. She groaned putting her head in her hands. As you know, I am the absolute worst at words. Then to herself, she whispered, I don't know how I thought this might go over well. She sent Katra a helpless look from between her fingers, although she didn't know what she hoped for. Katra didn't owe her anything. To her surprise, Katra giggled, or, Adora guessed, just straight up laughed at her. It seemed to thaw something between them. Okay, why don't you try again, and I'll forget whatever the hell that was. Katra offered humor echoing in her voice as she crossed her arms. Adora puffed up her chest, determined. Okay. You can do this gray. Use small words. Katra, I'd like to be friends. Do you want to hang out with Finn and me for ice cream and a movie this afternoon? Adora said it all in one breath, her nerves betraying her yet again. She just wanted so badly to have this piece of Katra again, even if she didn't deserve it. Katra stared at her with wide eyes and mouth slightly open. Adora isn't sure if the movie and ice cream are winning offers on their own, so she kept pressing. Look, I know where we stand. We aren't getting back together, 
Adora swallowed the pain she felt at saying those words but I miss my best friend. She couldn't help the tenderness and longing that slipped into the end of her sentence. She missed all of Catra but this part, the part she had since she was in first grade, was the part she simply could not live without. She could deal with everything else. Adora smiled at Catra, willing her to understand. Hoping against all hope that some part of Catra still missed her friendship. I don't get where this is coming from Adora. Catra placed a hand on her hip. Were you a victim of an alien invasion? Because we haven't been friends in a long time. She snarked, narrowing her eyes on Adora. Adora hesitated for a moment, briefly considering bringing up that she saw Catra the other day at the bar. She quickly dismissed the thought, there was no way she could explain anything that happened that night without it being too much. Besides, she didn't want Catra thinking that she'd been looking for her or that Adora was even there at all. As Adora struggled to collect her thoughts, Catra wilted under her gaze, growing smaller. The hand that was on her hip went across her body as she used it to hold herself together. Adora's heart clenched at the sight. It reminded Adora of what Catra looked like right before she left their home for good. I owe you an apology for the way I treated you. I should have started with that. The words came as easy as breathing now. She tried to pack them with as much sincerity as possible. She eyed her with mistrust, pressing her lips together as she considered Adora. I'm listening, Catra said slowly, leaning back from the heavy conversation. Adora took a moment to really look at her best friend with the afternoon sun kissing her curls. As beautiful as Catra looked, Adora was struck by the way she was holding back, wary of Adora. Her chest ached with the desire to fix this. She stopped thinking and just spoke from her heart. I'm sorry I hurt you. There's no excuse for it. I was inattentive in the worst way, and I made our marriage miserable. It's my fault we're like this. She looked at the distance between them, the uneasiness that hung in the air. Between them. Catra's eyes widened at her apology, her jaw dropping slightly. I know it's too little and far too late at this point. But you deserve to know that and I'm taking responsibility for it now. Like I should have done a while ago. Adora's chest tightened as she waited for Catra's response. She knew Catra deserved a thousand different apologies from her, but she didn't want to bring up specific instances if Catra didn't want to talk about it. She just hoped this would be enough. Catra stared Agape for a few moments before her jaw snapped shut. This isn't an attempt to get back together, is it? Catra asked her stare trained on Adora, searching her every expression. Adora's eyes widened as she shook her head fervently. Not at all I, I respect what you have with Starla, and I don't want to get in the way of your happiness. It was difficult to say, but nonetheless true. If seeing Catra at the bar did anything it solidified in her mind that Catra's path to happiness was with Starla, not Adora. She stared at Adora for another few moments and she relaxed, seemingly believing her. Catra looked up the stairs landing, eyes searching. She dropped her voice as she spoke, leaning a little closer so Adora could hear her. Finn had a bad nightmare yesterday. They dreamt that you remarried and they weren't allowed to see me anymore. Catra whispered low the way she always did when they talked about Finn, 
but they were wandering about. Adora leaned forward, concerned pinching her brow, feeling whiplash at the abrupt conversation change. Where could they possibly have gotten that idea from? She asked quizzically. Adora held back a snort at the idea that she would ever remarry. You could have told them that there isn't a snowball's chance in hell I'd ever marry anyone else. She felt herself freeze up, taking a step back. That was not a friendly thought, Adora would have to lock it away somewhere. Finn overheard Auntie Glimmer saying that you needed a girlfriend. Catra's voice was near a growl when it curled around Glimmer's name, eyes flashing in annoyance. Adora groaned, closing her eyes as she rubbed one of her temples. I'm sorry, I'll give her the little ears conversation again. And I'll guilt her for giving Finn a nightmare. She assured me. What did you tell Finn? Catra averted her gaze, looking at the doorframe instead. I told them that neither of us would keep them from seeing the other. That we'd always find common ground when it came to them. That they came first for us. Catra supplied. She looked up, searching Adora's expression for approval. She relaxed a fraction. And that's all true. I'd never keep them from you, Cat. She said earnestly. I know that, Dor. Catra sounded sure on that point at least. Adora eyed Catra, knowing a diversion tactic when she saw one. Catra. We were lifelong friends before we were ever together romantically. At the very least it'll be good for Finn, especially if they're having these worries. She pointed out. I I don't know if that's a good idea, Adora. She remained unconvinced, biting her bottom lip as she shifted her weight from side to side. Adora gave Catra a searching look, one of her hands carefully but intentionally moving towards Catra's. Don't you miss me? Adora whispered the vulnerable question. It hung between them for a moment before she rushed to clarify. Our friendship, Cat. Something about the question made Catra's walls drop for a moment and Adora could plainly see the sadness sketched into her eyes. Of course, I miss being your friend. The words felt bittersweet to Adora. She wouldn't know what she'd do with herself if Catra didn't miss their friendship, but it hurt as a reminder that it was all that was on the table for them. We don't have to hang out, just us two. It can just be some things with Finn and our friends. She wanted to hang out with Catra alone and be best friends again, but she was willing to take anything Catra would give her. Adora grabbed her hand like she did when they were two kids at the playground, the most platonic handhold imaginable. Her hands were always smaller, more delicate than Adora's even though she used them all day to draw. It still made her heart flutter when she felt Catra's hand underneath her own. You can't tell me you like carefully coordinating all of our social activities apart. Adora raised an eyebrow, challenging her. Catra rolled her eyes. Avoiding you kind of sucks. She finally admitted. I promise this is a purely platonic request from my end. I've really thought about what's happened this last year, and the way things are, it doesn't feel right. I think this would. Adora squeezed Catra's hand gently. You've always been my friend, Cat. I want a chance to prove I can be a good friend to you too. 
Catra stood at the doorframe indecision covering her features. She searched Adora's gaze for something. Adora tried to be as open as she could, hoping that whatever tug of war Catra was having with herself ended in them being more than whatever they'd been to each other lately. She must find whatever it was because her shoulders relaxed. All right, what movie are we watching? Catra asked, finally stepping inside their home. Adora's heart took flight. Then, what movie are we watching? Catra's eyes practically glowed at night, the shades of blue and hazel glittering in the low light coming from the TV and through the bedroom window. Not a horror movie. Adora protested, knowing she couldn't trust Catra to pick anything different. At 13, they were finally old enough to watch them now, but horror movies made Adora have nightmares for weeks. She'd end up calling Catra in the middle of the night to suit them, and it was getting embarrassing to still need that comfort. They were finishing up middle school, and it was not cool to be scared of movies, no matter how many haunted dolls were in them. But it's almost my birthday. It has to be a scary movie this late in October. Catra argued back, giggling from under the covers. Adora. Sharon is here for you. Catra's mom called from the first floor. Adora felt herself stiffen in disappointment. Catra groaned, fisting the blanket under her grasp. Ugh, that old hag won't let you live for. It's Friday. Why's she picking you up so early? She complained as she helped Adora look for her shoes. She's not that bad. She cares about Mara and me. Adora protested weakly. She didn't have many other options and the few that she might consider would either take her away from Katra or separate her from Mara, both unacceptable notions. Adora could deal with Weaver. I don't like her door, she doesn't treat you right. Katra insisted, eyes angry. She treats me fine. Adora dismissed as she picked her bag off the floor. Besides we don't have anyone else. She whispered, hating how vulnerable she felt just then. Suddenly two arms were grabbing her by the shoulders, and she felt Katra's eyes piercing into her very soul. Looking at Katra like this had started to make Adora's heart beat fast, although she had no idea why. Katra was always like this, fierce and strong. So brave that it sometimes worried Adora, but she knew she'd be there to keep Katra out of too much trouble. You have me, Adora. You and Mara will always have me and my family. Katra promised as she pulled Adora into a quick hug before letting her go. We can help you. You guys do enough for us as it is. Adora felt the waves of old guilt crashing over her as she thought of just how much kindness she constantly received in this house when she had absolutely nothing to give back. She tried doing chores or being otherwise helpful but they never let her, shooting her with a warm smile. The only thing they ever asked her for was to look out for Katra which was silly. Adora would look out for Katra forever, no matter what. We would do more. If you need it, you and Mara could come live with us. We could be like sisters. The idea of living with Katra's family was amazing but the word sister left a bad taste in Adora's mouth. She shook her head at the thought. I don't think I want to be your sister cat, Adora said with a scrunched up nose. 
Catra rolled her eyes, shoving her playfully. I don't either, dummy. But I'm just saying we would take you in. Catra reminded her as if she hadn't just mentioned it. Okay Cat, I appreciate it but Weaver's not that bad. Mara and I are fine. She reassured her best friend who still stared at her with a disbelieving furrowed brow. Adora picked up her things and headed down the stairs. Her stomach clenched with anxiety, trying as she might to relax. Adora, there you are. What took you so long? Weavert sked, looking down at her watch. Adora stiffened at the critical tone. Sorry I was picking up my stuff, ma'am. Adora tugged on her backpack strap holding it close. No matter child, let's go. Weaver tugged on Adora's arm. She glanced over her shoulder. Bye. She called out to Katra and her folks. She couldn't hear if they responded because she was already walking briskly, Weaver's hold on her arm tightening as they went. Weaver's hand reminded her of a blood pressure cuff, if it was meant to cut off your circulation entirely. She ignored the pain in her arm, knowing that telling her it hurt would only make it worse. Adora, I've told you many times, do not hang around with Katra and her kind. It'll only lead to heartbreak. You need to be studious so you can get a scholarship. It's the only way you'll be able to go to school and be successful. Weaver droned on as Adora dutifully listened, keeping a wince off her face. When we get home, you're going to be practicing for the high school entrance exam. Yes, ma'am. She didn't bother telling Weaver that it was late at night on a Friday, or that she didn't have to start preparing for that exam until well into next year. She couldn't find the words under the weight of Weaver's eyes, her hands, of the expectation placed on her. She'd much rather be watching a movie with Katra. Now. Hey Finny, get down here when you're done. Adora called out. She heard a door slam before Finn trampled down the stairs. Is it time to say bye? Finn asked Katra, big blue eyes shining. Before Katra could respond, they threw themselves into her arms, giving her a big hug. She squeezed them back, a grin overtaking her face for a moment. Actually, bud, we wanted to talk about something. Katra gave Finn a gentle smile as they sat down on the couch next to Katra. Adora moved to sit on their other side. How would you feel about watching a movie together? Katra asked them. Finn tilted their head to the side. We always watch movies together, Mama. Finn pointed out with a no-nonsense tone. They looked at Katra like she might have hit her head. Adora could tell that Katra was straining to keep her eyes from rolling. Adora had to keep herself from laughing at the exchange. I meant us three, kid. Right now. Katra clarified. She tried to keep her face neutral, not trying to influence Finn one way or the other. Can I pick the movie? They asked, their voice serious. Adora snorted at that, unable to keep quiet any longer. If you want. We can't have mom picking, we know how awful her taste in movies is. Katra said in a faux whisper as she tossed a performative glance Adora's way. Hey. I have great taste in movies. She pretended to be indignant but really she missed Katra, 
and Finn ganging up on her. Finn giggled but then got quiet, eyeing Catra with excitement. Are you coming back home then? They asked, almost bouncing in their seats. Adora's breath caught in her throat. She should have expected Finn to ask this, but she really hadn't thought about getting Catra to agree to the movie. Catra gave them an even stare back. No, bud. She said firmly but full of patience. Mom and I thought it might be fun to do some things for the three of us because we're both still your moms and we love you very much. Would you still want to watch the movie? Even if it doesn't mean that I'm moving back. Thin-eyed Catra then turned to look at Adora. Their gaze briefly flickered behind them at the projector. Okay. Finn accepted rather easily. Adora got out of her seat clapping her hands together, relief flooding her. What are we watching then since I'm not allowed to make decisions? She asked. Catra and Finn looked at each other, then both turned to Adora at the same time. Moana. Catra and Finn both deadpanned at the same time before bursting into laughs. Finn's class recently watched the film, and now Finn was on a rewatch binge. Adora hoped it wouldn't be too long before something else caught their interest, although she admitted it could be a lot worse. It's freaky how you both do that. Adora gave an exaggerated shudder. I'm going to grab the ice cream. Adora sat in the kitchen for a minute collecting herself, taking a few deep breaths as she stared at the pattern on the countertop. This was exactly what she wanted but it made her head spin to see the three of them clicking so well the instant they let themselves coexist together. It was like putting on a pair of well-loved jeans that always fit right. She got back in with the ice cream to find Katra in her old spot on the couch, the living room projector already set up. Adora handed her a mug filled to the brim with chocolate ice cream. Thanks. She gripped it easily, mixing the ice cream with the spoon that Adora placed in the mug. No problem. She waved her off, sitting down on her side of the sectional. Finn snatched their ice cream without delay placing themselves smack dab between them. Okay let's get to watching the movie. They cheered and pressed play. Adora stayed safely on Finn's side, making sure to never accidentally graze Katra. It felt the same but very different. Usually, whenever they watched movies as a family, they were all sprawled over each other. Catra's feet inevitably ended up in Adora's hands as she gently rubbed them, warming them up and relieving the tension she usually felt after a long day of being on her feet for some parts of her tattoo sessions. Other times, Adora would be blanketed by her wife, feeling Catra press small kisses to her collarbone as she nuzzled in and Finn sat closer to the projector on the ground. Now, Finn was sprawled as they always were, but Katra and Adora were collected, huddled into their respective corners. It was a strange mix of pain at noticing the differences, but euphoria at having Katra there at all. Every now and then they would laugh at something in the movie and catch each other's eyes over Finn's head. She felt herself get pulled into the film until she heard a soft snore coming from her lap. They always fall asleep. She noted fondly as she took in their slack expression, mouth slightly agape. She felt warm all over looking at them. Adora carefully lifted Finn up into her arms, gently putting them to sleep in their room. 
Putting Finn down without waking them was becoming harder every day, but by some miracle, she managed it now. Catra followed along, watching Finn with soft eyes. She placed a soft kiss on their forehead before following Adora back downstairs. I can't lift them anymore when they're dead weight like that, Catra said as she collected her bag, the longing clear as day on her face. They're growing up so fast. Adora echoed, knowing exactly where Catra's thoughts were for once. They held each other's stare for a moment. Thanks for staying, Adora whispered, suddenly feeling shy now that Finn wasn't there to buffer. It was nice. I think we could do something like this again. Katra offered tentatively. Adora grinned. Sounds good. I'll let you know about picking up Finn this week. Adora responded, taking a step back and putting her hands in her pockets. She clenched them there to resist the urge to pull Katra into a hug. Don't be too much Adora and maybe things can be okay. Bye Adora. Katra waved as she walked towards the door. Bye, Adora called after her. As locked the front door, she realized Katra never said if she accepted her apology. She thought about it and shrugged to herself. Time would tell if she'd be so lucky. It didn't matter today, because it was the first time in a long time that saying bye to Katra didn't hurt, and she was going to hold on to that instead. Everything else could wait.